Uh, as I said, I'm going to speak to everybody this morning, but I'm especially uh, going to chat to the guys uh, down at the front. So I have a question to begin with. It's a question I'm a little bit scared to ask, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So it's going to pop up on the screen here. Uh, I wonder, do you think we have much in common? Hands up if anybody thinks we've got much in common. One person thinks that. Okay, let me ask the whole church. Who thinks that we have some stuff in common? Not very much. Am I just a weird guy? Or if it, <laughs> Well, I thought that might be the case. So I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about myself this morning. And we're going to see how much I have in common with people here in Brookside. So here's the first one. Um, I really like football. And I don't know how this is going to go. I'm a Man United fan. There were no hisses, that's okay. So uh, that's something about me. I, re I really like football. So hands up if you like football. A few people, anybody in church can answer. Any Man United fans in Brookside this morning? Oh, not as many as I thought. Okay, I'll make a quick exit at the end. Uh, so some of us have that in common. Uh, let me share a couple of other things. I'm a huge fan of music. I play guitar and I play saxophone, okay? Hands up in church this morning, who likes music? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna look, because I don't think the choir like music, that's really bad. Uh, so lots of boys like music. Uh, anybody play a musical instrument? Anybody? I'd love to find out what you play. So, uh, what do you play? Guitar, nice. Do you play a musical instrument? Drums. Oh, do you like a bit? Of, I like a bit of banging. Very good. Uh, excellent. So some of us have that in common. Uh, let me let me let me give you a few more. Uh, there's nothing better. I love doing. I was going to say on a day off, but even if I'm working, sometimes you'll still find me in one of these places. I love going to a coffee shop. Okay. Do we have anybody in Brookside that likes going to a coffee shop this morning? Okay. Good. 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 Um, any guys, you might, hopefully you don't drink coffee, but anybody like a big milkshake or anything like that if you go to a cafe? Yeah, I thought so. That's another one for me. Uh, I've got a few more. Um, I have an almost two-year-old daughter. So uh, because of that, uh, I am a big fan of Bluey and the Adventures of Paddington Bear. Okay, two of my favorite shows right now. Uh, does anybody else like watching a little bit of Bluey? Good, you're with me. Anybody a big fan of Paddington? You don't, have, you don't have to be a kid to enjoy Paddington. Anybody can enjoy it. A few more hands going up. Okay. Uh, let me give you two more. Um, this one, this one I test out on Friday night at our youth, and it didn't go very well. Well, no, it was maybe 50-50. Uh, I'm a big fan of pineapple on pizza. Okay. Does any, anybody agree with me? Hands up if you like pineapple on pizza. Good. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. So uh, usually that doesn't go well, but a lot of people have that in common. Uh, and let me ask you one more. Uh, I don't think, we're getting close to Christmas now, I'm just going to say it, I don't think a Christmas dinner is complete unless it has some of these uh, with it, cocktail sausages. Who agrees with me? Do we have that in common? Oh, that was the most popular one so far. Okay, uh, so if, in, if there's a church Christmas dinner this year, somebody needs to make sure that, that they know cocktail sausages are the most important part. So we do have some things in common. Uh, but did you notice that there was nothing I said that everybody put their hand up with. Sometimes we share certain things in common, but often we don't all share the same things. But the Bible actually tells us uh, that there are some things that all of us 
have in common that I could say this morning, and every single one, we could put our hands up because it's something that we all share in common. Let me start with the good news of what the Bible says. The Bible says that all of us, we have this in common. God made us. Okay, if you look at Psalm 139, we see those amazing words where God says, he knit us together. God says he made us. That means he made us with a purpose. We weren't an accident. All the gifts and skills, the way that we are, God made us that way on purpose. And because God made us, well, it means that he loves us and he wants to have a friendship or a relationship with us. That's the good news. And every human being has that in common. God made us. God loves us. God wants a friendship with us. But there's also some bad news that I have to share this morning because we actually have something else that all of us have in common, and it's, it's the problem of sin. You see, way back at the beginning in the Garden of Eden, God, God created everything and said that it was good. He made people, and he said that it was very good. But because we thought we knew better than God, we decided not to listen to what he had to say. We thought we could do a better job ourselves. And so, well, we decided not to listen to God. We decided to ignore him. We decided to do what we wanted instead of what he wanted. And because of that, our friendship with God was destroyed. It was broken. Sin means that we can't come and be friends with God. And Romans 3, verse 23, reminds us of this truth. The bad news is, here's what we have in common. It says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. God made us, but in our sin, we say to God, not your way. I'm going to do it my way. I want to be in charge. And because of that, well, sin is a problem that we all share. But here's the thing about God, because he made us, because he loves us, well, he still wants a friendship with us. And so, way back in the Old Testament in the Bible, God gave his people a solution to the problem of sin. But it's not a perfect solution. It's an insufficient solution. Let's have a little think about what God told his people way back in the Old Testament. See, in the Old Testament, God gave his people laws. He said, look, here's how I want you to live. Here's what you should do. And part of that law involved a thing called a sacrifice. Um, because sin kept us away from God, uh, well, God wanted us to be able to come back and to be friends with him, to be able to come into his presence. And the only way that could happen would be if sin was dealt with. And so I'm not going to get really into the law because that could take us a long time. But I want to share this one word with you, and it's the word substitute. God said to people, because of the sin in your life, uh, you can't come before me, but I'm going to let you bring a substitute, something in your place, so that instead of you dealing with the consequences of your sin, you can bring a substitute before me. Uh, and as you sacrifice that substitute, then you can come in to my presence. But there's a problem with that substitute. There's a problem with that law that God and I'm going to tell you about it in a second, but I have another question for you this morning. I have a picture. Let me stick it up on the screen. Does anybody know where or what this is? Okay, I'll ask someone who's a little bit different. So, uh, well, first of all, do you know what it is? 
Oh, I'm very impressed. The Golden Gate Bridge. That was very impressive. Does anybody know where that is? Okay, you, do you want to tell me? America? Anybody know the certain part in America? Go for it, boys. San Francisco, very good. Uh, let me tell you why I'm showing you that picture this morning. Did you know, if you didn't, I'm, I'm about to impress you, because uh, I only found this out uh, not so long ago, the Golden Gate Bridge, from the moment it was built, has never stopped being painted. Okay, so because it's so big, um, once they painted it for the first time and they got to the end, they realized the bit they'd done at the very start had started to rust and corrode, so they had to go right back to the start and start painting it all again because of whatever is in the air and the conditions in San Francisco. Once they paint it, they have to do it all over again to make sure that it doesn't get damaged. The Golden Great Bridge is continually, over and over again, getting painted because if that doesn't happen, then it's going to rust and people are going to be in trouble. And you know, that for me is the perfect kind of image of the Old Testament law that God gave about sacrifices and substitutes. God gave a way for people to come to him, but they could never stop doing it because the substitute, the sacrifice, was never enough. They had to keep going, keep going. It was never ending. So it was, it was an imperfect and insufficient solution. We still didn't have a way that God was going to deal with our sin and death once and for all. That was until Jesus came along. And we were reading about what Jesus did for us in those passages that we read together this morning. So as, as we come to a close, here's what I want us to see today, especially on Remembrance Sunday, that Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice, or we could say the ultimate substitute. Before we come to a couple of verses from Hebrews 10, let me go back to what I told you about me at the start. Uh, and I'm gonna show you uh, a lovely cup of coffee on the screen because let me tell you a story uh, one day I think it was about a year a year and a half ago just as we were coming out of lockdown um, I had to meet a couple of guys uh, to talk about something that was coming up and because there were still rules and restrictions we decided we would go up to Antrim uh, we would go to Starbucks drive through get a coffee and then we would just sit in the middle of the car park and we'd have our meeting socially distanced we had camping chairs it was really cool uh, so that was our plan so I was there early uh, so I went, went into the Starbucks drive-thru, uh, and as I said to the guys on Friday night in church, uh, just in case anybody wants to know this about me, if you're buying me a coffee, I like to get a flat white, and I like to get a blueberry muffin to go along with it, because uh, I can never just get a coffee. You have to have some food along with it. So place my order, flat white, blueberry muffin, please, and drove to the next window. And as I took my card out to pay for my coffee, I heard the loveliest words. Do you know what the, the lady said to me when I went to pay? What do you think she said? You're welcome. No, she did say that at the end. She was very polite. I love that. Anybody else want to guess what did she say? She did. That's exactly what she said. She said, it's free. The car in front paid for your coffee and for your muffin. What I didn't realize was that Clifford, who's the youth worker in High Kirk, uh, he was in front of me. I hadn't seen him, but he'd seen me. And so when he paid for his own, he also paid for mine. And so when I got to the window, the girl said, good news, it's free. You don't have to pay anything. Your debt has been paid in full. And I, I tell you that story because when Jesus came, that's exactly what Jesus did for us. 
Let me look at two of the verses from Hebrews 10 uh, that the boys read for us just a few moments ago. Here's what they say in verses 11 to verse 12. Under the old covenant, um, the priest stands and ministers before the altar day after day, offering the same sacrifices again and again. The Bible says in order to deal with sin, way back then, they had to keep going and keep going. But, verse 12, our high priest, Jesus, offered himself to God as a single sacrifice for sins, good for all time. Then he sat down at the place of honor at God's right hand. This is really good news for us this morning that we're reading in Hebrews 10. He's telling us the amazing truth that Jesus came to be our ultimate sacrifice. And that's why when Jesus speaks to people, as we read about what he said in the Bible, we see him saying these words. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Because Jesus wants us to see that he is the ultimate sacrifice. He is the substitute for our sin. There's no hope for people apart from in him. And so Jesus wants us to come to him, to trust in him, because he came to take our place. And as he died on the cross, as he rose again three days later, he proved to us that he had defeated sin and death once and for all. He was the perfect one who became sin so that we who have sin could find a way to be forgiven. If we trust in Jesus, well, then we don't have to keep going with our sacrifices. He is the ultimate sacrifice who came to forgive us to deal with sin once and for all. And there's a song that I have loved listening to over the last year or so. It's by CFC Music up in Belfast. And I just want to read the, the chorus of that song as I come to a close today. It says this in the chorus. Once and for all, forgiven. Once and for all, it's finished. I've been saved by the blood of Jesus. I wonder this morning as you sit here, uh, can you say those words for yourself? Have you realized the problem that we all have in common, that problem of sin? Have you admitted that actually there's nothing we can do about it? There's nothing good enough to deal with our sin. If there was something that could be done, we'd have to keep doing it because that problem of sin just doesn't go away by anything that we do. Uh, and then have you realized the good news, that great gift that Jesus offers to us? That if we trust in him, if we trust in his sacrifice, we can be forgiven once and for all, sin and death dealt with, and we can have hope for the future. Today, as we remember those who give their lives uh, to give us freedom, we remember Jesus, the ultimate sacrifice who gave his life so that we could enjoy freedom and freedom that lasts forever. Let's pray together as we close. Father God, um, we thank you for this incredibly good news that we have been thinking about together this morning. Thank you that uh, you were so loving, so patient, so full of grace that you gave us a way uh, to have our sins forgiven and dealt with, even though we don't deserve it. Thank you that you want a relationship, God, with us so much that you were willing to send Jesus to take our place, to be our substitute, so that when we trust in him for what he did for us on the cross, God, we can be forgiven and we can have that incredible hope that one day we will be with you forever. Help us to think about these things, God, during the week. And for those, God, who maybe haven't taken that step of putting their trust in Jesus, God, help them to see that you're the way, the truth, 
and the life. And we pray this all in Jesus' name.